0: You know what the number one thing that motivates me to reach out to the lost is? It's the existence of hell. If hell didn't exist, neither would our ministry. I couldn't care less about people if they weren't going to hell. I'd be up in Australia, move from New Zealand to Australia. I'd be lying on a beach and going surfing in my old age. But I can't do that because hell exists. And it seems that much of the church has forgotten about the existence of hell. That's why Jesus died, to save us from wrath to come. So if you're a Christian listen to the words of Charles Spurgeon. He said this, Have you no wish for others to be saved? Then you're not saved yourself. Be sure of that. And you know what the number one thing that motivates me to get rid of my fears is? It's love. Another word for evangelism is love. Think of a little child. He's in a swimming pool and he's drowning. Could you sit and do nothing? Could you fold towels? Could you just lie in the sun by a swimming pool while a child drowns? No! You would dive into that water even if it was cold without any fear because perfect love casts out fear. So let the love of God constrain you. Use your time wisely. Think often of hell and preach the gospel with passion.
1: Because this is for the Raza.
2: This is for the Raza. raza, raza, raza.
1: This is for the Raza. This is Reformed Raza.
3: My brothers, hey, this is Justin, and what up, everybody? This is Pastor Vic right here. And
1: you are now tuned in to the mix, Reform Rasa. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, so just don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Hit us up at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. You can hit us up, send us an email, and you can now send us a voicemail through the what? Anchor app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, there's a small button on the bottom of the description where you can hit that button and send us a voicemail, and you might get played on one of our episodes. So, mm. you guys want to be podcast famous and go ahead and send us a voicemail. And so, we've been um on this little theological theological journey lately. Uh we're going somewhere with this. We started with justification by faith, adoption, and our recent one was uh, sanctification. Mm-hmm. And so, we today we're going to take a little break from that because recently we went to a conference in Linwood LA County, uh, shout out to Reverend Rudy Rubio for putting it down right there. Ooh, 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 ooh. Shout out, shout out at the Reformed Church of Los Angeles, and we got uh, we were blessed. We, we, would you guys agree that that was a,
3: a oh, blessing? Yeah. It, it was it was a well put together uh, conference. You could tell it was thought out.
1: Yeah, it was uh, really it was edifying fine. as
3: well and encouraging.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, I was I'm so edifying, so encouraged. It was uh, the topic was evangelism, and so we decided to. To uh, bring one of the brothers that spoke at that conference uh, Bring him on because is Just the way he presented What evangelism is um, It really got my mind Thinking are, are we doing it right And if you see our Instagram Videos uh, we do what is called Evangelism rasa. Where we go hit the streets and we do these little evangelism videos just to present the gospel in a biblical way And so we wanted to bring our brother Lamont English What's up bro? Hey what's going on y'all? what's up? So Lamont, brother Lamont was was a, a speaker, the last speaker, just like really brought it home He just like the, the finisher You know Thor's hammer Just bringing it down And that was That was Brother Lamar Right there <laughs> So I, I Yo, Thank you so much brother For taking your time And doing this show With us Hey it's not a problem man I appreciate y'all Having me
4: on time.
1: Yeah so uh, So let's get it in Let's start at the beginning uh, Just give us like A little brief Testimony History mm. of who you are uh, How did you come to Serving faith in Jesus Christ
4: yeah man uh, 30 years old Married um, Going on 8 years 3 sons: three, uh, three. Uh, Eli 6 Ezra 4 And Israel 2 And um, Man So uh, I grew up in the church You know um, I grew up in the black church I, I like to say the black church Is my spiritual mother mm. um, and, and from a very early age I was confronted With the The, the, the issue Of death so basically, my, my my father, my biological father, was one of the main uh, founders of one of the largest Crips gangs in Central California. And yeah. at the uh, age of five, when I was five, he was murdered uh, mm. on the street. So, so you know, I remember. I still remember vividly seeing. I I can see it right now. His his body in the casket, and, and it hit me at you know the age of five that man one day that's going to be me one day. I'm going to die mm-hmm. wow. and uh, it kind of op- started, started to open me up more to the things of god eternity my relationship to god and when i was nine uh my dad's family lived in central california where he, where he was killed and i remember my my cousin and my stepbrother at the time talking about the rapture of the church now the way they spoke about it was a dispensational so an unbiblical okay. way of talking about it but um that was the first time I, ever, I had ever heard Jesus was coming back so it freaked me out I'm like what do you mean what do you mean he's coming back and they go yeah he's gonna he's going come back one day so it, it scares me and uh you know I, about two two or three nights later I had a dream that I went to hell because of my sins oh, wow. and um I, I woke up sobbing I, I remember seeing myself in the flames um even now I can, I can still picture it and it was very vivid I senseless right so i woke uh, the next morning my grandmother uh, and my grandfather sit me down and they start to talk to me about jesus even more in depth you know what he did for me his death his resurrection and uh, at the age of nine august 1998 i have repented and put my faith in christ and i've uh, been walking with the lord ever since
1: Wow, 1998 You know what? I'm 31 years old So we're around the same age In 1998, I was watching Nickelodeon Just not even thinking (laughs) about those kind of things, bro (laughs) Spongebob (laughs) You gave your life to the Lord in 1998, bro That's, That's amazing, honestly
4: yeah. Hey now, listen. The crazy thing about it, I was watching SpongeBob today with my kids. So I mean, hey, you could be like like Rudy <laughs> said. That's really could be hood and holy. You could be a kid and holy too. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's um,
1: that's quite a quite a story right there. Um uh, yeah, man, just God—the way God moves in, in in someone's life, he can move very early. Or me, it took me up to the age of 24 to finally get it together because I grew up in the Hispanic church. I grew up in the Mexican church. I'm very Pentecostal also, but I didn't, I didn't take. And it took me until the age of 24. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome hey. to hear that, man. Hey, but praise God, man. Yeah, Amen, hey, Amen. So, so what the first question that we got for you is. What then is evangelism? You said that you were confronted with uh, the realities of eternity at a very young age. So, in what way were you presented the gospel, and is that the, is that what really evangelism is today?
4: Yeah, yeah. So um, my grandmother sat me down, and the way that she presented to me was, you know, yes, you are you are a sinner. There is a the hell, um, and Jesus Christ. He, died on the cross for your sins um you know he and then he, he was buried and then he rose again from the dead and if you ask God to forgive you and you, know, you believe in Jesus he'll forgive you um I thought you know for a nine-year-old that was a really simple um overall biblical way for her to explain the gospel because for the first time mm-hmm. it clicked that he died for me and my sins and I was very aware at the age of nine of my sins I I could could pinpoint multiple things I had done wrong and I knew I deserved hell. So to hear that God loved me so much that Jesus would die and rise again was a, uh, was the first time it really clicked for me, you know? Um, So for evangelism, um, I like the way, I, I like what Pastor James Lim and Pastor Rudy said at the conference. Yeah. It's simply, it's simply the sharing of The message of Christ is sharing uh, the law and gospel, basically, with the call to repentance of faith, um, with the aim that the person is converted to Jesus. Uh, So it's not it's not the results. It's simply being faithful and sharing that message and leaving the results up to God.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm, So I think that's a pretty good definition because. I think uh, a mistake that I think a lot of us have made is uh, thinking that we have to have a conversion in order to be successful yeah
4: well o- well only the best evangelists are going to have conversion so if you're not getting conversion
2: it's your fault <laughs> you know what I
4: mean <laughs> so, yeah. no, I'm pl- I'm, pl- I'm, pl- I'm playing of course but unfortunately that is I think what keeps a lot of people a lot of Christians who truly love the Lord who truly do want to share the God I don't know any Christian Mm-hmm. That really doesn't have a desire To share the gospel mm.
2: yeah, that's right, um, that's right.
4: But what, what Keeps people is the fact that well, I fail if someone doesn't come to Christ As opposed to saying I only fail When I don't share the gospel mm. if, I, if, I, if I Lovingly faithfully share the message of God if Share the message of uh, Jesus Christ Then I, I succeed every time Despite what that per- how that person Responds or does not respond
1: Mm, so that, I think that's a that's a good uh, encouragement for those who have maybe thought like that that in order to be successful in evangelism that we have to have a conversion. So that would bring me to our, our next question is who then who is called to evangelize? Is it just a pastor? Is it just a, an outreach leader, someone who uh, leads these type of evangelism events, or who is called to evangelize?
4: <laughs> yeah. So. Um... You know, unfortunately when I, when I came into the Reformed world Back in 2011 When I said Reformed I'm speaking of the PCA mm. There's a, you know Presbyterian covenant yeah. Professional world <laughs> and, um, to, to just explain what I mean by Reformed Because it ain't just Calvinism mm, yeah. Um, Oh yeah,
1: we can go off topic you, on that one thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
4: For, you know I've actually heard that, that the only one who was, the only person who was called to evangelize, which is to verbally share their their, their faith, are pastors, ordained men. Um, And I think that's wrong. I think 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10 states that we were uh, brought out of darkness into his marvelous light so Mm -hmm. that we can proclaim the excellencies excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into Mm -hmm. his marvelous light. Mm -hmm, That's my favorite verse right there. Oh yeah, there we go. Right. So for me, when I when I'm asked who share the gospel, the people who share the gospel are those who've been called out of the darkness into His marvelous light, and I that mean that's every Christian. Every Christian is not only given the duty but the privilege mm-hmm. of being a witness for Christ in their by their actions in life, but also to verbally witness to verbally share the gospel. Mm-hmm. So we look at it as a, as a as a as a You know, oh, I gotta share the gospel. No. It, we got to change the mindset. It, it's not that we have to share the gospel as much as it. We are blessed to be able to partner with God to share the gospel. God doesn't yeah. need us. God can share the gospel himself and he'll be way more effective. Uh, he can use angels to do it, but he chooses to partner with us, saints, you know, his, 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 his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he gives us the privilege and the honor and the blessing and the joy of sharing our faith. So, Every Christian is commanded to share the gospel. Every Christian has the, the duty and the privilege. And I would also uh, go to First Corinthians chapter ten, verses I would say thirty through eleven, verse one, where Paul says, um, you know, uh, by all means I try to say some. And then in verse uh, chapter eleven, verse one, he goes, and now follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, you see my example. Now I will do the same thing. You see that I'm doing everything I can to see people come to know jesus as the savior and lord therefore follow my example and he's given this not just to the pastors mm-hmm. of the corinthian church but he's given it to the corinthian church as a whole oh. so it's every christian's privilege and duty to share the
3: gospel and you, and you know it's, you know it's actually funny too is that <clears throat> un, unknowingly even um unbelievers are sharing the gospel and, and and I yeah. say that because there, I mean, I wasn't aware of this until I saw um, the documentary, um, the Banana Man. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, no, Ray Comfort. Yeah. Oh, no.
4: well, I have the, yeah. uh, I have the book right here on
3: my bookshelf. Really, <laughs> dang. But but it opened my eyes, and then I actually looked for it after I saw that documentary. I went and looked for the channel, and there's a, there's an atheist community where they go and they read Christian books aloud on on these vlogs, right. and and they and they try to dissect it. <laughs> but hey, unknowingly hey, God hey, is using, using them to, to, to share the gospel and then even then I think well who was it Paul when, when he heard that unbelievers were, were talking about the things of God and he was just joyful just, just the fact that the gospel is being preached yeah yeah,
4: yeah. Egos But whether they're preaching Out of goodwill Or to add more mystery to my things
3: I'm just thankful That Christ is being proclaimed Yeah <laughs> Oh man yeah, that's crazy Oh that's good stuff man That's good stuff So then yeah. um, Well then Yeah so then I guess the, the the following question is Why then should we evangelize um, we, we know that we are Are called To share the gospel We know that I mean And a lot of Almost every one of us have been shared to or shared with the gospel. Why should we go and share the gospel with other people? Why should we evangelize?
4: Yeah. Well, listen, we're we're all reformed. You know what I mean. So let me just get out the number one reformed answer because we say it all the time, mm-hmm. right? It's to glorify God. We know that. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to go to some other parts that we we I think we don't go far enough. We say, oh, to glorify God, praise God, Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. Evangelism is God centered. And our main, our main uh, goal is not in evangelism, it's not to see people saved. Our main goal in evangelism is to please and honor our king. Mm. Um, but another reason is because it's twofold. The new heavens and earth are, are real. Heaven, new heavens and new earth, the real. And also hell and the lake of fire are real. Yeah. And I think we, uh, I, I like what the atheist Ken Gillette says. And I showed the video at the conference. Yeah, yeah. And this is an atheist. <laughs> One of the most well-known atheists, most popular atheists, he goes, clearly, he goes, yo, listen, if you believe that there's a heaven and hell, and people could be uh, going to hell or not receiving eternal life, and you don't think it's important, you don't think it's uh, important enough to say something because it might be socially awkward, he goes, and I tell atheists the same thing, other atheists, how much do you have to pay someone to, not share, yourself, not, to, to not, not share your faith, not to not share your faith. How much do you have to hate someone to believe eternal life is possible, hell is real, and to not share that with them because you think it might be awkward? Mm. He's an atheist and he gets it more than a lot of churches said. At least a lot of churches here in America. So when I'm talking to people, you know, even at the conference, why do we share the gospel to glorify God? Yeah, it's also out uh, it really fulfill the great the two great commandments: love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. To do unto others what you would have them do unto you. If I was going to hell still, I would want a Christian, whether I do them or not, to love me enough to risk me making fun of them or hitting them mm-hmm. to bring me the gospel of salvation. Um, so, just like I would want someone to share the gospel with me. If I was in my sin, I wanted to do the same for that non-Christian, whether they see that it's uh, done out of love or not. And then also, there is a heaven hell. There is the lake of fire. There is the new heaven and earth. And when we really see that Trinity is a, a, a real, urgent thing, and that life is short death is real, it, it should drive us to go share the gospel. So I would say yeah. for that, and also. Jesus is worthy to receive the reward of the Suffering mm, mm. Jesus, it, it says that Jesus looked past The cross to the joy What's the joy? The joy is not only receiving the glory that he had with the father then, But it's, it's his bride I know when I was getting married I, look, I, I looked past the uh, The donors and the fear That I felt, you know, like I married at 22 And I'm like, man, this, if this I get married, this is scary But I looked past the fear to so the joy of joining my wife in this life you know what I mean yeah. and Jesus looks past uh, 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 the wrath of God he's about to experience he, he looks past the hell he's about to experience on the for us. he looks past the pain and the mocking and he sees his bride he sees us so he's worthy to receive the reward of his suffering and the reward of his suffering is his bride it's his elect people from every tribe tongue language and nation and we have the benefit of sharing the gospel with our elect brothers and sisters and we know that the Holy Spirit will bring them to faith in His time and Jesus will receive that reward. So that would be why I would say we are called to share the gospel. Those should be our motivation.
1: Amen, amen. And uh, we know that that sometimes it it takes... Uh, courage. It takes even boldness because this 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 message is it's bold. It's straight out. It could offend people, but yeah, it can lead others yeah. to Christ. So what we want to talk about right now is uh, if you have any, uh, if you want to share any good or bad
4: experiences that you had with going <laughs> out there and sharing the message and being bold about it. Yeah. Oh man, man, man! I got plenty <laughs> bad. I got plenty, I got plenty good. Um, let's let, let's, start, let's start off with the bad, man. Uh, it was back in June of 2007. I had just graduated from high school. And I'm telling myself, I'm young, I'm beyond I'm, I'm telling myself, you know, I graduated mm. high school. I'm, about to, I'm a college man. You know what I mean? I'm feeling yeah. real good about life. And I'm, yeah, I'm open air preaching in uh, San Diego, um, mm. and people are kind of laughing and mocking, and I listen, and I get mad, and I start to just rip into them and talk down to them. Bang. That was the last time that actually ever happened because I felt so convicted by the Holy Spirit. And even one of my boys, Hispanic brother, actually named Abraham. Shout out to my boy Abraham. Shout out, out. in Los Angeles. In a, in a Los Angeles, but he came to me and he goes, "You were mad, huh?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, bro." But, but basically, you need to repent. And I, I, I said, "I do. I do need to repent." And I'll never forget that. And I think there's a reason why God has not allowed me to forget. And why even now, as I'm talking to you all about it, I still feel that pain in my heart, because mm-hmm. it's kept me from when people make it fun. it keeps me in line saying, hey, number one, you're no better than they are. And the only reason why you're saved is by God's grace. So that was mm-hmm. probably one of the worst experiences of sharing the gospel out there. Uh, one of the best, one of the best experiences. Um, man, I'm gonna go to September of 2007, and I'm open air preaching. Um, open air preaching In uh, uh, um, uh, San Bernardino Actually At the uh, Route 66 car show So it's like Thousands of people Classic cars Nice cars right yeah. And I'm open air preaching And there's a family that That is walking by And the husband stops And is watching And listening to me This is a big white dude right So I'm like This dude can let me out <laughs> And um, I get done preaching and he comes up to me And he goes You know what He goes, I've seen people like you a lot, and I always walk away annoyed. I've never listened to them. I'm annoyed. He goes, for some reason, I felt like I should stop and listen to you. And we had a good conversation about eternity. And I told him, I said, hey, thank you for listening. You did not have to. You're your family. You could have kept walking. Can I give you some literature? So I gave him like a a Bible, a Gospel of John, some Gospel tracts, um, some information about the churches in the area. And he takes my hand and goes, hey, thanks for talking. You know, thanks for listening. And thanks for talking to me. And he walks away and his wife comes to me. And she hugs me. And I'll never forget this. I can feel her tears going down my neck. And she looks at me and she goes, I want to thank you. She goes, "I'm, I'm a Christian and I've been praying for my husband for years. Wow. This is the first time he's ever stopped to talk to people or anyone about God. And about, you know, Christianity Thank you And she hugs me and just walks away I'll never forget that, man Um, Just just the look of gratitude And it just showed me, man When you step out in faith Even when you're afraid Because I was afraid There's thousands of people there You know what I mean? And I don't care who you are No one wants to be made fun of We all want to be approved in life Um, You know what I mean? So but you have to get past that so, But it just shows me that uh, God's amazing Grace and kindness In using us When we step out in obedience When we step out in faith To share his message with those who need to hear it Yeah.
1: Wow, that's 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 amazing. That's why I got a lot of respect for dudes like Todd Frio, Emilio Ramos, Ray Comfort, and his team, All Living Waters, because they go out and open their preach, and that takes a lot of uh, 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 a lot of courage because you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know if someone's Mm -hmm. gonna want to kill you or someone's gonna want to hug you. You know what I mean? You're you're facing all kinds of different people. Yeah, you really don't.
4: Real quick, let me give a shout out to my two boys. Eddie Roman and Brad They work at Living Waters uh, Shout out uh, Yeah, I actually I was able to share the gospel With Ray Comfort um, Once And uh, because my boy Eddie Set it up And man, Living Waters It's such a treasure, dude That's like the number one ministry I tell people to go And watch Yeah When Mm -hmm. they are interested In sharing the gospel Living Waters, man Hands down and
1: that's that's the kind of uh, Approach that I take when I've done uh, my videos I take them through The law and then the gospel to make Them uh, see their sin And their need for Christ but not just leave Them there but to give yeah. them the answer mm-hmm. You know what I mean yep. so um, I guess yep. the next Question would 100%. be the next question would be Then um, uh, what are the Key things to mention when sharing the Gospel then
4: Yeah yeah um, when you look in the Bible You'll see that there's different Emphasis given Depending on who they're talking to, right? So it's funny in Acts chapter two when Peter and the apostles are preaching to the crowd at Pentecost, they don't mention that God is the Creator because the Jewish mindset already knew that. Yeah, he goes straight into the prophecy. He goes straight into the law, talking about, "Hey, you guys are responsible for the death of the Messiah. You're convicted in heart." He mentions the gospel, and then he mentions repentance and belief. In Acts seventeen, when Paul is before the uh, the Athenians, right, mm-hmm. um, in, in Mars Hill. He mentions God as created first because the worldview was different. Mm. The worldview is uh, uh, it, the worldview is one of paganism, multiple gods? So he mentions that God is the creator, and then he goes into using the law, talking about their idolatry that God isn't um, God is doesn't need these temples. He's the creator of all. And then he goes straight into uh, the call to repent and believe, the resurrection, and then judgment day. So for me, when I'm sharing the gospel, the keys I'll mention are creator usually because the majority of people I'm talking to are not Jewish. And even if you know, I don't know if you know, if you've noticed this, but a lot of Jews are secular. They're not really a lot of Orthodox Jews. Mm most jewish at least young people are not orthodox so i always i usually start with creation or mention it i'll go into the law i'll go into judgment because one thing i've also seen uh through my years of being on the street is that most people by 99 of people that i talk to they believe they're going to happen mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. do not believe they're on their way to hell mm-hmm, it's dude, surprising what w- yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good with God, right? Proverbs mm-hmm. 26 in the King James Version Most men everywhere everywhere will proclaim their own goodness yeah. They mm-hmm. think God would be lucky to have me in heaven <laughs> why, would me, why, why, yeah. why wouldn't God want me? You know what I mean? I'm a lovable God yeah. So when you show them that, yes, you're made in God's image He loves you, right? He loves you, you're the image bearer He's created you But my brother, you're not good Or my sister, you're not good None of us are good And you show them the law And they see Dang I've literally broken God's moral law Thousands Of times Then Hell Makes sense And once they realize That they have The disease of sin And that the consequence Of that is Eternal death Then The gospel Jesus living Dying And rising again Will make sense And the call to repent And believe Makes sense So for me Mm -hmm. The paradigm that I use is God as creator, God as lawgiver, God as judge, God as savior, and God as caller. He calls us and belief. So those would be kind of the, the things that I usually mention in a witnessing encounter.
1: So here's a little curveball question for you right here. Um, yeah. So th- what do you believe or what do you think about the uh, Jesus loves you God has a wonderful plan For your life approach Do you think that's a uh, An accurate way To present the gospel Or is that Presenting the gospel
4: I have no problem With the whole God loves you The wonderful plan I wouldn't And is the reason why uh, I love what Raycon says He goes It's September 10th 2001 You're able to speak to The people On the top floors Of the World Trade Center You cannot stop what's going to happen the next day You can only share the gospel You cannot stop that the majority of these people Are going to die a horrific death What do you tell these people? Do you tell them that God has a wonderful plan for their life? Well no, you know that some of these people Are going to literally hold hands As they jump out of the World Trade Center to the death Some are going to be crushed to death Some of them will burn to death So you tell them There's a point of the day uh, it, uh, it's appointed for a man And a woman Once to die And after this There comes the judgment I have no problem Telling people God loves his creation mm. He's made a way For anyone To come to him Through Jesus Christ Wow But I wouldn't do The whole wonderful plan thing Because mm. I know If I'm over in the Middle East And I know that Some of our brothers and sisters Are going to get their heads mm-hmm. Chopped off Tomorrow or next week that's not a wonderful plan Now God uses it But I know for me Even if it is for Jesus Getting my head chopped off is not a wonderful plan <laughs> yes. in my life yeah. <laughs> That's not something I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. So You know uh, And then I think also with the whole God loves you part I think it, we have to keep in context Who we're speaking to yeah. yeah, That's biblical contextualization So if I'm talking to oppressed people groups Such as Let's say the Jews in Nazi Germany or let's say African-Americans here. Or let's say, and I'm not trying to get political, <laughs> but there are a lot of Hispanic Hispanic Americans that I know. And, you know, Africans and people that I know who feel unloved by their country right now because of the political rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. And stuff that's being said. I have no problem telling them, listen, you have dignity and worth no matter what these people say. You, have, you are loved by God. You are created in the image of god himself you have dignity and worth sin though it met it defaces that image and then kind of go into the law judgment the gospel so i think it also does depend as well on who you're talking to mm-hmm. and what the context is so you want to contextualize it without losing the essential parts of the message i'll never contextualize uh, in the way that some people do Which is oh I, I, I contextualize the gospel But they don't mention judgment They don't mention sin They don't yeah. mention God's wrath or God's holiness So I think that's where it goes too
3: far mm. Yeah And then and I think that leads into the next question is uh, What shouldn't we do when we're sharing the gospel Or what shouldn't we sh- uh, talk about When um, addressing the gospel to people
4: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't use Personally, this is me. Yeah, I know some great evangelists who would, pro- who would disagree with me. I usually do not use the fruits of salvation to draw people to Christ. Mm. What do I mean by that? We know as Christians, there is a peace and a joy that we receive when we, when we come to Christ. Um, I don't particularly use that. And here's the reason why. Because... If they come to Christ just for joy and peace, what happens when they get that terminal mm-hmm. cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. or someone dies that they don't feel, they don't feel peace and joy? Because I know for me and my Christian walk, I don't know about y'all, but there's plenty of times where I want to feel joy and peace and I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. I want to lay some hands on someone Oh yeah. and I for feel like reason. I want to scream and shout.
1: Not just to pray for them, so,
4: man. Hey, hold on. The same, right? So <laughs> when we tell, when we tell, when we tell folks, this is what's going to happen. What happens when that doesn't happen? What happens when it's like in Psalm forty-two? The psalmist, who truly loves Yahweh, basically says, "God, I know you haven't left me, but where are you? I don't feel like you're near me. Mm-hmm. Your waves are crashing over me. How come they keep making fun of me? Where are you right now?" What happens mm-hmm. when they encounter what some of the Puritans call the dark night of the soul? Yeah, mm-hmm. When God, when you cannot see God, you don't have joy and peace. All you have is misery, sorrow, and, and, and you just feel like God ain't nowhere near. So for me, I would much rather just simply preach the objective truth of Christ. Will I maybe mention it? Yes. But if I'm going to mention joy and peace, which is rare, I'm going to make sure they know hey, you're not always going to feel joy and peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not, that's not always going to be your experience. The Christian life is one of warfare. You're going to experience, you're going to experience more trials now. You're going to experience more tribulation. You're going to experience more persecution. So be ready for your life to get a lot harder than it is now. If you want an easy life, you don't want Jesus then. Because uh, if you get Jesus, he's going to. If you want. If you get Jesus, if you come to Jesus, your life will get harder until you see him in glory. I promise you that.
3: Man, I think that's why I give so much respect to missionaries that actually go out and um, share the, the, the true biblical word um, when they're overseas, yep. when they're yeah. in, in those countries, because they. Um, they're, they're not sharing the gospel In a way that we're used to here in America They're, they're not you know, telling them The benefits of being a Christian They're not sharing you know, love, joy, peace They're more so um, Sharing the security of, of Eternity they're sharing the reality yep. of what's to come in this next life that's to come because i mean they can't promise people over there in in a third world country where you know they don't get the the best water source they can't share with them and say you know exactly. like god's gonna give you um all, all your hopes and dreams he's he's gonna give you this this joy he's gonna there's a purpose for your life that's better than this when when in reality they, yep. they might not get out of that country yeah
4: exactly and they may it, coming to christ mm-hmm. could be signing your own death warrant at that point and oh, the know. death warrant of your own children mm-hmm. and spouse mm-hmm. so they're letting them know hey do this you have to understand you may very well just be forfeiting your your physical life right now
3: yeah
4: you'll receive it back again but it's very possible you come to christ you're gonna die and so will your children so will your your spouse is jesus worth it mm-hmm. and, to, and that's a that's a completely different message than we hear in mm-hmm. America, oftentimes. Um, yeah, the American last thing Gospel. I'll say, too, about not mm-hmm. sharing. Yeah, exactly, man. And, yeah, you know, um, one thing, too, he, I think there's a flip side to this, though, something that I find myself still fighting against. Um, and I, I see some of my reformed brothers and sisters fall into this, too, which is we, we major on the law and judgment and mm-hmm. God's holiness. And we, and we barely mention God's love for sinners yeah, and yeah, God's man. grace. And, God, and, God, and God's kindness And God's mercy We're afraid to a little bit Because And this is my experience uh, we, we, we are afraid of false conversions We're afraid of giving people false hope Yeah. And it's funny The main message though Is not the law in God's judgment Which is an essential part of our message But if I'm going to major on anything It's going to be who Christ is And what he's done for sinful people yeah. And calling them to repentance and faith So we can go I, I think for some they err On all they talk about God's mercy and grace The gospel yeah. and you don't hear nothing about sin, law and judgment mm-hmm. But on the flip side And I'll, I'll, I'll say for me I can find myself going harder On the law and judgment And softer on God's love And grace and mercy So I've been changing that Where now I'm talking more I'm trying to talk more about the, the beauty of the person of Jesus Christ and the work he's done on the behalf of his people and the call to repentance of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those would be, I think, two pitfalls we, we gotta be careful not to, not to fall into. Yeah,
0: and so with that said,
3: uh, the next question that we have here is, can we fail when we share the gospel?
4: Um, I would say no. Here's the reason why um, I have a friend of mine And this happened to me before I'm sharing the gospel, right? I'm with my wife I'm open and preaching Or witnessing one-on-one And I, I feel good And I get in the car And I'm like Hey babe, did I forget the resurrection? She's like, yeah You forgot to mention the resurrection <laughs> and, I, and, and it's happened It's happened a few times I'm like, god no, I, I, I'm talking so much about the death of Christ And I go straight from there Jesus died on the cross Repent and believe I Totally forget to mention the resurrection yeah And I'm beating myself up And my wife Who grew up in the OPC She's had to remind me Dude is God Sovereign Anthony <laughs> and Is she sovereign baby and, and I'm like I'm like yeah so She goes If Eli Who's our oldest son Was sharing the gospel When he came to you He said I forgot the resurrection was beating him up And beating himself up What would you say to him mm-hmm. Would you get on him And say that he failed And I go no I would say I'm proud of you God is proud of you He, he loves your obedience In this area And guess what? If that person's truly, uh, uh, if they're chosen by God to be saved, and this is the beauty of Reformed Biblical Doctrine right here, if God has called them to salvation, someone else will come and explain the resurrection. They'll hear it again. Mm. Just continue to work on, you know, not forgetting that, but don't trip. For me, the only time someone fails is if they don't share the gospel or if they share a heretical gospel. Besides So I would say that Besides that though There's going to be times Where we're going to sh- Start to share the gospel And we're only going to Get to the law Or oh, we're only going to Talk about judgment Or oh, we're only Talk about Christ's life And then for whatever reason That person has to go There's been plenty of times Where you know I'm trying to share the gospel With someone on the street And they got to hurry up And leave because They got class Or they got You know work Or the bus is coming And they got to dip And let's say I don't have a gospel tract on me Which has happened before where I'm like dang I have nothing to give to them yeah. For them to read on the way home at that point God thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak even this little bit of truth in their life and I pray that you will bring someone else to water that seed and I can go I can go home completely confident that the Holy Spirit has got this mm-hmm. so I you know and, and uh I want to go and say what Greg Coco says when I'm out there sharing the gospel. Let me ask you, ask you Can I ask y'all a question I wanna I wanna throw right. the ball All To y'all real right. quick. <laughs> hey, let, let, let me throw the ball Should we as Christians Expect conversions Every time we share the gospel I
1: don't know No Nah Mm-mm. I would say I'm, no, I'm gonna we, disagree with you uh, Oh, oh, oh let, let, <laughs> let, let me write mine out Real quick See see if, 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 if you agree Write <laughs> right it out right, Write okay, it out so since we know that god is sovereign and like how you just said that if 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 he calls someone they're going to get saved cuz i'm human and sometimes i'm going to mess up sometimes i might not mention something or leave something out and so i feel personally that when i'm evangelizing it is just the message that the death burial and resurrection of christ is presented and since jesus says he will draw all men to himself the conversion i can't cover anybody the the changing uh, uh, the regeneration the regenerated heart now uh, that stony heart being removed and putting a heart of flesh that's that 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 that's god's part my part is just to present the gospel and let god do the rest so i don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me
4: i 100 agree <laughs> this is where i this is where i'll say i'll disagree though okay there was a story about uh, uh and you guys, this is where I, I push back, push back on the brother, all right? <laughs> but uh, Charles Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon was once telling the story of one of the students who came to him and said, you know, uh, uh, you know, Pastor Spurgeon, when I preach, nobody ever gets converted. No one ever gets converted, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, Spurgeon said, Spurgeon looks at him, he goes, well, do you expect people to be converted every time you preach? And the, the student kind of goes, well, of course not, no. He goes and that's why they're not converted he goes every time i preach i'm expecting god to convert people Um. in other words i god wants people to be saved more than i do now i get you i think worthy we can go wrong with that is by manipulating people right oh oh pray pray right now pray right Um. now like i'll never ask i'll never really say hey do you want to receive christ the only time i'm ever praying with people to receive prices if they tell me hey I need, I need Jesus now How do I become a Christian? Talk to me mm-hmm. I, I do expect mm-hmm. I do expect conversions every time I'm out there though because for me My thing is you're and I agree with you 100% on this So I agree I, I mostly agree with you but I do expect conversions because Jesus says He will draw all men to himself um, All you know all sorts of men And my thing is God You want them to be saved more than I do So you know I'm praying Every time I'm out there I'm praying God convert Save Mm. And if they don't If they don't come to Christ Hey Lord thank you And I pray that If they're truly yours I know you'll convert them In your time But every time I'm out there I'm expecting someone To come to Christ Mm. I I, I look for it And I'm trusting The Holy Spirit You want them more than I do You want to save them More than I do So I'm expecting you Holy Spirit To show yourself strong In other words I want you to flex Out there on them and convert these convert these cats. So yeah. that, that, that's my thinking. Um, but I think someone had a question for me. No, question I, was, I was gonna say I
3: think that's where we see the 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 um, both sides of the coin, where we see um, yes. men and women who go out there without the expectation, um, but they trust too heavily on God's sovereignty. And so mm. and so mm. because of that, they they don't mm. emphasize or they they don't. Um, I don't I don't I don't know what, what would best describe, but 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 when they go out there to share the gospel, they're they're okay with with people you know turning their eyes or or looking away or or, or, or even just not wanting to carry the conversation. So they're so so they're too Ooh, quick yeah. to walk away. And say, you know what, you yeah, know what in God, other words- God's God's sovereign, he, he's gonna do something. Mm-hmm. Or, or there's that other exactly. side that you mentioned, right? Where where we expect conversion in the way where it's like we we almost try to manipulate the situation where they pray with yeah. us, where we where we have yeah. to see the the conversion happen right then and there. You know
4: what? I take back
3: my disagreement. I agree with you. On
4: that. I see right there. Hey, two two, two two a two sides of the same coin because I think and I think for us as reform people, the yeah for us. I think for the Armenian, our our Armenian brothers, is yeah. who I love dearly, who I think we can learn from a lot when it comes to evangelism. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they fall more into the trap of trying to manipulate yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for us reform folks, though, we're afraid to plead with them. So when yeah. I'm out there, especially when I'm open air preaching, I plead with them. Mm-mm. I'm pleading with them. Please turn from your sin And trust in Christ before it's too late. God has sent me out here to talk to you. This is through the gospel. Jesus is offering himself to you as your own personal Lord and Savior. But you got to repent. You got to turn from your sin to God and trust Christ. Please do that today. Please don't put it off. So God's sovereignty doesn't keep us from pleading. It should actually empower our pleading because we know God can use our pleading with them to repent and believe and to share the gospel to, to bring them to Christ. And I, I think it was uh, Rick Humphre says it all the time. If they can't see tears in your eyes, let them hear the tears in your voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, th- yeah. I think I think it was Whitfield, Whit- Whitfield, who said, "You know, don't 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 mock me for crying for you because you won't cry for yourself. So I have to weep for you because you mm-hmm. won't weep for yourself." Mm.
1: And I think that I've even fallen in, into that uh, Trusting too much in God's sovereignty And just not having that real heart of wanting to see people saved I'll admit that right now I think I've I have, I, I've fallen into that But just you expressing I'll admit that about you too No,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no yeah, because just the way you're saying it right now It's really making me think right now And mm-hmm. just to have the heart behind the presentation because yeah we want to be good christians and and say yeah i do evangelize and i and i do go out there and hit the street but what's the purpose behind it i truly want to see people saved i want to see the joy in christ i want people i would like how you said earlier I, i want jesus to get his due reward for his suffering on the cross and just to have the 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 that heart behind the evangelist, the urgency behind it, because if I knew that someone, someone is about to get hit by a truck, I would be panicked. Mm. But I would, it would be, it would move me to act and mm. put my life on the line so that I can save someone, and that I can save someone,
3: but like so that God can have His reward. I, I like the other analogy that's used too, is that um, nobody wants to jump into a uh, a, a really cold pool, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But mm, if we mm. see a little girl or a little child, right, that's drowning, we're gonna jump right into that pool. Yeah, no hesitation. Exactly, exactly. Yep. And
4: you know, you know, can I say one more thing about yeah. this real quick? So I remember. Um, so my brother, he's a year younger than me, my middle brother, and um, he, he's been involved in the gang life, like our father was. I don't know if he is anymore. I hope he's not. But um. Back in January of 2008 He was with my cousin Up in Central California Same place my dad was murdered mm-hmm. And uh, Him and my cousin Were leaving a restaurant And these dudes Walked up on him start banging on him So you know My brother and my cousin Kind of tried defending themselves And my brother got Stabbed Multiple times And he was about Five minutes away from dying And I had a dream Where uh, we're in We're in line in heaven And You know I step up and the angel asks for my name, I give him my name, he looks in the, the book of life, he finds my name. He goes, you can go to the right. My brother steps up, and he goes, what's well, the same name, just, you know, without the junior. And uh, the angel's looking, 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 looking. And he goes, I, I'm sorry, your name's not here. Damn. And a couple angel, a couple angels grab his arm, and again, this is so vivid, it's January 2008, so what, 12 years ago, I remember it so vividly and they take him and he starts to look at me my brother looks at me he starts to scream and cry and he's reaching out to me and says anthony help me brother help me he's weeping and they open the angels open up the door and in the middle of the room is this huge hole and in the hole you can see this this, 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 you can see the, the, the flames orange and red yellow flames and my brother's supposed to freak out. And I go to grab his hand and the angel, one of the angels grabs me and gently pushes me back. And he goes, your brother made his choice. Wow. There's nothing you can do. I'm sorry. And they cast him. They just toss him into the hole. And you can hear him screaming as he goes down. Wow. And I woke up and I was, I was sobbing. I was sobbing. I was so I prayed for him. And I wrote him a letter. This is really before text message kind of took off a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I, I wrote him a letter. And I pleaded with him in the letter. I pleaded with him. I said, dude, I love you, brother. I, I don't want to see you go to hell. This dream was terrifying. Please, please, please turn from your sin. Please put your faith in Christ. I love you. I don't, I love you so much, brother. Even now you can like emotional because I remember the dream, man. And I never heard back from him. And then when I went up there to see him once, I said, did you ever get my letter? and his girlfriend, one it of it, uh, his baby's mother. Um uh, she goes, "Oh, tell him, Anthony. Tell him why you didn't write him back." my brother looks at me and goes, "Dude, it, it like freaks me out. He goes, "What am I supposed to say to that?" He goes, "It, it like it got to me." And I told the story to say if I just told him, "Hey, repent and believe." And that was it he was like, nah, whatever." But the fact that I pled with him and I'm I'm willing to tell him that, "Yo, I and I told him, and my brothers, you know, my brother hard He, hard, he ain't no punk yeah. but I told him straight up, I'm like, yo, I cried, man I woke up sobbing for you, man, I love you, man Like, kid, I love you, dude I don't want, I'm your older brother I don't want to see you go to hell, man I, You need to come to Christ, homie, before it's too late You were five minutes away from death, dude And he goes, that touched me, man He's still, from what I understand, he's still not a Christian But that was one of the few times I like, dude, that touched me You know what I mean? Yeah. So, bleeding with sinners, man I think sometimes when people who are not Christians see us literally just this crying out to them, man, with the love of God in our heart, in our eyes, in our, our, our voices, I think I, I'm a firm believer that the Holy Spirit will use that to, to touch the heart, bro. Dang, that's hard. To really touch the heart and see, like, dang, this Christian really, I may not agree with what he believes, but I can't deny the fact that this man loves me. This woman loves me. And man, sometimes that love right there can start to soften someone's
1: heart. Dang man, that's crazy. But that's not what reform people do, man. No, I'm just playing with you. I, I, <laughs>
4: hey, hey, I hey, you know. I say let's go ahead and uh, let's let's we call it just reform, but let's reform it back to the way it used to be.
1: There you go. There you go. I'll, I'll,
4: I'll always reforming, right? There so you reform go. It back.
1: There you go. No, that, that that goes hard. That goes real hard, and um. So with that man Like what advice Can you give someone that That is hesitant Than to share their faith Maybe they have the fear Maybe they're not Such an outspoken person Maybe they're always kept to themselves So what advice Can you give someone That is hesitant To share their faith
4: Yeah man um, I would start just As my boy Izzy said uh, One of the ruling elders From my, my PCA church He goes Don't pray for less fear Pray for more love Yeah um, You know at the end of the day, and I know people have different temperaments, different personalities. I'm more of an extrovert, so talking to strangers is easier for me. I'm not gonna sit here and act like that doesn't uh, that doesn't play a role in this. Um, but even I struggle with fear, right? And the only time I'm the only reason why I'm afraid, and this comes from a, a reformed pastor, I asked him, I said, "How come you're always showing the gospel? He's someone I look up to uh, when it comes to evangelism." He goes. The reason why you have such a hard time is because you care too much about yourself. It's <laughs> not about you, dude. Who cares what they who cares yeah. what they think? Mm-hmm. So we got to remember, like I said during the conference, woe is me, man. Yeah. You no, know, I gotta. How dare I care more about Anthony English than I do about Jesus Christ and the person who needs to hear about Jesus? So that's that. That's really the, the first and second thing. But the third, I would say, start off small. I would say, just start off. Just saying, start say hello to people out there. How are you? Get in the habit of just talking to people. Mm-hmm. And then I would say pick up some good gospel tracks. I would say even some something, something from uh, Living Waters, Conference right? Yeah, I got, got I those say, million dollar bills. <laughs> million dollar bills, bro. I'm like, yo, that's sharing the gospel as well. Yeah. Share a gospel track. So just say, hey, can you read this? Start small eight steps my you know my two-year-old when all my boys are starting to learn how to walk i wasn't expecting them to start running i wanted them to take a little step and they fall and they get back up and they keep doing it and now they're running around we don't expect yourself to start just open your preaching um or you know start having a full-blown conversation start small give out a gospel track invite people to church and then ask them afterwards what they thought and then I would say, eventually, venture into actually having conversations with people about, uh, you know, the law, the gospel, and repentance of faith. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be my that would be my encouragement is to start small. And then Jesus, don't forget, Jesus sent out His people two by two. So maybe get a good Christian friend who will go out with you and you can keep each other accountable, or you guys can go share the gospel together, or take out your pastor or elder unfortunately a lot of pastors are not doing the work of an evangelist so mm. help them to do help them to do that by saying hey will you go out with me and can we share the gospel together can you teach me and put it on your pastor make your pastor teach <laughs> it'll be good and it'll be good for him too so that would be that would be my encouragement start small but just try to do something as charles virgin says do something give out a track but just start small and pray that God will continue to open up, opening up the door, giving you courage and boldness, and you will. Amen. Yeah, I Amen. And uh, one of our last questions is, uh,
3: what is the urgency or need do you see in the church today?
4: Man, um, you know, we talked about SpongeBob uh, <laughs> early. early so I'm, I'm going to take it back to SpongeBob, you know, with uh, well, my, my six-year-old. So we're watching it, right? And it's uh, sort one of the earlier seasons back like when I was a kid and this cat at the Krusty Krab, which is where SpongeBob works, right? Uh, they jellyfish, like, I guess, created some some jelly and they put the jelly on the, on the crab. Oh salad. yeah, I remember that one. And one of the like, yeah, one of the customers <laughs> ate it. was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And it's just a thing, right? It's like, this is the best Krusty Krab uh, 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 sandwich, uh, sandwich I've ever had. And he's, yeah. he's going around the entire restaurant and talking to everyone You gotta try this This Krabby Patty <laughs> With jellyfish jam I Start and I'm singing bro, and it, it Jumping on
3: the tables Yes Bro You know what's up right <laughs>
4: So I'm laughing myself. my I'm laughing at my, laughing at my thumb, But then it hits me I said wait a minute What is this dude doing He's evangelizing mm-hmm. Why Because he loves What he's tasted We as Christians Have tasted And seen That the Lord Is good mm. All we're doing is telling people to come and taste as well, yeah. to show them they're sinners and that Jesus is good. Mm-hmm. He's sweet to the taste. Come and take and eat and drink and be satisfied with them. So the greatest need is for us to grow in our love for Jesus. Because my yeah. brother, when I was dating my when I was dating my wife, nobody could stop me from talking about her. I was telling everyone this girl is. She born. She reformed, reformed. I'm mean, I mean, serious I'm like this, this This woman got body She reformed She, 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 she this, 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 is, this is my chick right here Right hey, I'm about yeah. to wipe her up And I couldn't stop Why? Because of my love for her And I still can't stop Right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, the same way, and in a greater way When, when you grow in your love for Jesus It's a natural outflow of your heart We can't help But to talk about what And who we love So the greatest urgency Is loving the Lord Our God with all of our heart Mind, soul, and strength Because when we love Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength Or when we grow in that The natural outflow of our heart Is to love our neighbor as ourselves And one of the greatest ways to love our neighbor As ourselves is to share the God's so to evangelize mm-hmm. So that, that, would, that would be my number one thing Right there is The more we love Jesus, the more we grow and fall in love with Jesus Christ. Man, the urgency is going to be there. It's going to be a natural outflow of our love for God. Wow. So, man,
1: man, this has been a a great, you know, uh, episode, a great, you know, just conversation. Uh, It made me definitely think or rethink uh, some of the... uh, Motives or even methods that I use when I evangelize and uh, it's definitely something that, that I think all people, all Christians uh, should take into consideration um, whether they are or not evangelizing, the urgency behind it yeah. and the heart behind it, not not just for evangelizing. But for the Lord Jesus Christ, how much love do you have for him? Mm. And how much good has he done to you that you want to share that goodness with the rest of the world? And so, I mean, man, man, so I appreciate you coming on, man. I mean, just everything that was spoken, man, it's just, you know, it's, I think uh, it needs to be spoken more. We need to have more conversations like this in the Mm. church because I think we're falling too much into the American prosperity type of gospel make a church scene kind of thing and we want to take it back to to the the days where we actually call people to repent and put their faith in
4: jesus christ and so hey amen bro and it, you know yeah, can i just say that i'm encouraged by y'all man the former Raza the podcast <clears throat> team because of this reason right here bro y'all are actually on the streets doing this man and number two for those who can like you said you know they're they're nervous or they don't they're hesitant, Start with family and friends You know what I mean Just talk yeah. to people we know yeah. But also bro As as a black man And y'all are, You know As Hispanic brothers man You'll be surprised At how often People will Want to hear our story yeah. And they want to know Why You know why They're not used to seeing Young You know Long uh, uh, uptight Minority dudes Talking about Jesus mm-hmm. So there is, there is we, that also works in our favor as well. So I would say, yeah, man. Just uh, I'm encouraged by y'all, man, what you're doing. You know, you're not just about sound theology, which is good, and you're not just about debating sound theology, which is also good. But you're about getting good, solid theology To those who have never heard it before yeah, And man. I think that's
1: important Amen, yeah, we're, we're about to Well, by the time this episode drops um, On the weekend, we're about we're, we're, Our church is doing an event We're going to do a football tournament We're going to be on the streets So people come and they want to earn you A know, little cash prize But we take the opportunity to share the gospel with them yeah. And so everything that was spoken here today Has definitely made me think a little bit differently Even from the conference it's just, I've been thinking about it to really uh, take a different approach In the way I present the gospel
3: Uh oh <laughs> Whoops, we actually dropped the call Oh, uh, call uh, drop You want to go ahead and continue your thought hey, though. yeah, right, he's coming back
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> My uh, bad, my bad Call drop Can you hear us? Can you get back oh, to the okay. oh, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. Hold oh. Can you hear us, brother? Okay, I hear you. Oh, okay. All right, so I, I don't know what happened. Hey, well, I, 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 looked, I, looked at, I looked at my phone, I was like, "Hey, what is did this go?" <laughs> I was like, "This brother just dropped us right now." Hey,
4: all right. No, right, don't, my, my I'm looking at my phone. I, I'm i'm tracking with what's in my cool You know, little, little, you know, outreach event, and
2: I'm
1: like, all of a sudden, just nothing. <laughs> I was like this dude I like Man, what I was saying. <laughs> I, I,
4: was, I was like It's cause I'm black Isn't
1: it <laughs> No yeah Just finishing the Thought man We're gonna uh, We're actually gonna Do a little event Our church is doing An event So we're gonna Take advantage Of the opportunity yeah. To set up a little Booth and call People to come And talk to us We're gonna have Our little camera Ready and be like Hey you wanna be Instagram famous Come and talk to us And take the advantage Of that opportunity To present the gospel And just everything That was spoken Since the conference Even today has just made me Think differently In the way I approach And the way way i uh the heart that i have behind uh evangelizing so man yeah. i mean gracias for for taking the time man and and just sharing your your story your your methods everything with us bro it has been very very encouraging and edifying brother
4: bro, hey, like I said, man, y'all encourage me, and thank you for having me on, bro, and uh, like I told y'all, man, y'all got another subscriber, and I'm, uh, I'm gonna let everyone know, bro, I'm gonna let everyone know, you know what I mean? Hey, subscribe to the podcast, check them out, you know, don't listen
1: to what they gotta say, they got good stuff. Bro. Of course, thank you, Appreciate thank it, you. man, appreciate it, man. And so this is Reform Raza, gracias for tuning in, hit us up at Reformedrasa at gmail.com, we would really appreciate it if you hit that five-star button on Apple Podcasts, leave a comment, mm-hmm. share the episode, hit us up at Reformed I already said that. But anyways, uh yeah, man. Uh hit us up. Um any questions, comments, concerns, man, we'll be here. So gracias for tuning in. This is Reformed Rasa. We are here to glorify God through the edification of the saints.
3: Rato Vatos. Peace. Later.
2: Check the life. for the